Welcome to the Psychology of Learning Foreign Languages, the podcast that shows you how to apply psychology and quality management to boost your language skills. Hello and welcome to the Psychology of Foreign Language Learning. My name is Gerhard Orbant and today we continue embarking on our journey through my upcoming book, 21 Self-Limiting Beliefs on Language Learning, Smashed. In the last episode, we talked about uh, the belief that uh, I just need to have the perfect app to learn a foreign language. So please make sure that you catch up on that episode. Today we will talk about the, the misleading belief that you need to be abroad to learn a foreign language perfectly. Of course, being around foreigners, being around native speakers may be very beneficial to learning a foreign language. However, for most people, this is just a new procrastination technique. Because the typical student I encounter saying that it would be better to learn that language abroad. What he or she is saying is that until I'm living abroad, I will not put in the necessary effort because it doesn't make sense anyway. So they procrastinate their real learning and, and they devalue what they presently have. So, and most often learning a foreign language in your home country or in another country may even be better than going to that foreign country. And here's why. So there's of course SAMAX language courses or intensive language courses abroad. From my personal experience and from that of other students and colleagues, it's not necessarily that you will be around native speakers during that language courses. So, so you may end up two weeks or four weeks with other foreigners, people from all around the world, learning that target language and having lessons with one or two teachers, basically the same situation in your own country, if you go to a native speaker. But in all, during the whole free time, many students, they don't roam the streets to uh, interact with the locals. No, they interact with the other students that are from all over the world and in what language do you think they will interact? Most often in English or another international or regional language. So 
what interests us in learning a foreign language is really the net time practicing speaking, practicing producing speech, language. That is, producing sentences, formulating your own sentences in that target language. So, so if you want to improve a language, you want to maximize, you want to increase that net speaking practice. So, what you should do is, if you are on on such language courses abroad, no, that you, you need to plan ahead how to maximize the time. Because you will may end up speaking just English and partying and hanging out with fellow students, which probably you will find very attractive, interesting and so on. And you will end up using that language just during the classroom, which is exactly what you can do anywhere in the world. Then it's, it's not the typical situation that you will have contact to locals just by traveling to another country. Yes, you may be surrounded by locals in the train and the bus and so on, but it, it doesn't follow necessarily that you will end up having in-depth conversations with locals. So if you think like the If you're in your own hometown, you know, you're going to work, you have family to care for and so on. So are you really waiting for some foreigner to practice English with you? So you know, do you really have the free time and the motivation to, to spend one hour of your day talking to a stranger just to help him practice English? Most probably not. And in many countries, people are more tied up. So if you're just roaming the streets, street in Germany, just wanting to talk to a real German, you may up, you may end up speaking maybe to the wrong people, maybe people you shouldn't talk to or. Uh, people who are not not that uh, good speakers, you know, because what is the idea? Many people think that we are we go to a foreign country to to speak to perfect speakers, you know, but if you think about your hometown, you know, how many percent of your, the population of your hometown would you say are really literate, that they speak very literary English or whatever your language is. So, so if they would pass a test in your own language you know, at school, so how great is their speech? Would they be the perfect public speakers, journalists, authors? Would they be good in writing contracts, emails, letters, sales copy, and so on? Most probably you will say that many people in your own hometown have a lot of deficiencies in your native language. So now, who are the people who you think 
speak very badly and who are the people who speak excellently so and where do these people hang out and how would you approach them in your own hometown right. so most properly you will answer that the people who do not speak so well are the people who are most accessible and the people who speak very well they are less accessible because they are professionals they have a lot of chores so, so if you really want to have good environments abroad and speaking to very proficient speakers you really need to plan ahead how to meet them and what you can offer to them so that they speak to you in return because otherwise you will just end up speaking to people who are not good speakers in the first place and you may copy habits you don't want you wouldn't want to copy in your own native language so uh, one good tip would be to attend local universities uh, to intermingle with students to be there before a lecture uh, most universities allow open access to the campus in europe at least and if you go to a big lecture there's typically no control who is sitting there in the lecture hall so you could come earlier you know, sit sit there and already start to interact with the fellow students you know? and i guarantee that you they are probably more more, more open to, to com communicate with you also because it, i think it's a very rare occasion that just strangers come to a new university just for the learning because most students are there for the certificate and then maybe after the lesson after the lecture you have the opportunity to join a group of students to a cafeteria to have some free, free time activity and participate they know probably of some kind of debate club of some kind of social activities around the university where you can just sit in and listen participate and so on another tip would be to uh, to join into several interest groups for example uh, not all, not only in the US but in, in Europe a lot of people uh, organize in clubs not only sports clubs but it can be hobbies it can be cooking yoga it can be co collect collecting model trains model cars uh, whatsoever and make sure you find the address of such clubs online and go to their meetings when you're abroad and uh, most probably you will have more middle class upper class speakers native speakers because the typical migrant in europe there they have a lot of other things to do and other interests than to go to a model train or model plane club and the third tip would be if you go abroad do not register for a language course but to register for some other courses for example cooking yoga um, handwork and so on because also here you would be surrounded by other nat native speakers and you would be forced uh, to interact with them so now in conclusion uh, if you think going to a foreign country will improve your language skills uh, of course you need to plan for it ahead and then also think about this um, if it really is better going abroad then 
doing this in your foreign, in your native, in your your own country, no? the effect will be much greater if you come there better prepared. So, the more you learn, it, so the the higher the your entry point, no? the higher your levels. If you're going to the foreign country, the the, the the greater the improvement will be. So, most students say, "Oh, I won't learn anything until I go to that foreign country because what what does it matter?" No? But think about this. Of course, training, for example, if you're speaking about professional sports, you know, let's say basketball or soccer or baseball and so on. No? Of of course, training with the national team uh, will have a very beneficial effect. Yeah. Training with the world champion will have a very good effect. But it would be stupid to say, I'm a total beginner and I won't practice with my local team until I have that chance next year to meet with, the, to train for one week with the world champion would be absurd because you understand if you as long as you train with your local team at least you, you will profit much more from the training with the world champion than when you come there with zero knowledge and that's exactly the same because if you don't speak anything you will look for your comfort zone you will hang around foreigners and and the interactions you will have with locals they will very will be very basic. They'll say hello, what's your name, and so on. The more you know before you come to that foreign country, uh, it, it will open much more possibilities for communication. So you, uh, you will speak, you have exponentially more speaking situations. So it will be much more enjoyable for other people to speak with you. Now you will have bigger arsenal of phrases of grammar to use so if you are just a beginner who will accept you in, in a university class or want to meet you in a cafeteria it will be a very very cumbersome for somebody to turn it imagine you meet somebody on the street who comes from whatsoever what country you were doesn't speak any English. So the, the whole burden falls on you to teach him or her something. Okay, so I hope this has provoked you. Um, just before closing, very short, some, some, some warning before you go to another country. Yeah, I already told you, you might end up with, speaking, with speakers that are not very good speakers, no? not all speakers of English, of German, not all native speakers, they are very good speakers. Then take care about accents and dialects and so on. And depending on the region you're traveling to, people might have a completely different accent or dialect than the standard language. No? For example, if you go to Switzerland, you will pick up most probably Swiss German on the street, which is perfectly fine if you're planning to live in Switzerland, but it is most, mostly quite unusable if you plan to, to work in, in, in Germany 
and try to apply Swiss German in a German setting. The same would be if you want to learn French and you travel to some Caribbean islands where they speak a mixture of French with native languages. Or even imagine if you want to speak English for the US and you travel to, let's say, some some village in India or Pakistan or even to some Caribbean countries. It doesn't mean that they speak bad German, bad French, bad English. It's just that you will pick up certain accents, certain words that are not understandable in other parts of the world. They are very local. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Check out my books on Amazon.com. There are two books in English already. And please send me your comments and suggestions for future episodes. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.